What's going on, guys? Welcome to River City 93, brought to you by Roughneck Scars and Icarus FC. On this week's episode, we are joined by Scott Thompson of the Richmond Kickers as we go down how the team is adjusting to new head coach Darren Shawaski, the process of getting your coaching badges as a pro player, and how to deal with rival college players on your team. So sit back, enjoy, I hope you enjoy the episode. Joining us on the phone today is Scott Thompson. How are you doing, man? Good. How are you guys doing today? Uh, we're doing fine. I can't complain. So, the very first question I got to ask you is, how do you feel about the nickname Scotty Too Hottie that you normally get from the Red <laughs> Army? Uh, it's okay. You know, it's been something I've, I've heard most of my whole life. Um... I'm not even sure what the reference is. Is that like from a movie or something? No, it's from WWE. So there's a wrestler that used to be Scotty Too Hotty, and he did the worm. Uh, so that's where the reference comes from. <laughs> I need you to know uh, this, Scotty. So look, next <laughs> this year when you score a goal, you have to do the worm, okay? All right, is that his signature move? Yes, that <laughs> <Yeah>. is. <laughs> I swear to God, if Scotty uh, does the worm, I'm going to die laughing. I'll <laughs> So, we're going to go ahead and um, get into some questions. So the very first question we have for you is, very simple, like, how did you fall in love with soccer? Uh, that's a great question. Um, most of it came from my family. Uh, my grandfather is from Scotland, uh, grew up playing for Scotland's youth national teams. And then when he came over to the U.S., uh, he just kind of brought it with him. Um, and then my dad ended up actually playing for uh, my grandfather. Uh, and then my uncle um, played in college. Um, I think he played a little semi-pro or maybe maybe professionally for a year or two growing up. So it's just kind of been in my family for a long, long time. Um, and then when I started playing, um, I was lucky enough to be pretty good at it from the start and fell in love with it from age four or five. Mm. Wow. So, I got to ask about Grandpa. Grandpa's Scotty too high. <laughs> Is he more Celtics or more Rangers? Uh, he's Celtics through and through. If you, if you bring up Rangers, he's, he's not going to be happy with you. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. Just wanted to ask that. Um, so, how is the offseason for you going so far? Like, how is the offseason look for a professional soccer player? Yeah, so, at our level... Um, most guys kind of go back to either their hometown or kind of where their girlfriends are living or whatnot um, and just kind of try to find um, some extra work to do, kind of get some personal training in and, and find a way to stay fit wherever they are, um, whether that's kind of a group setting um, with players that they know in the area. Um, for me personally, I stayed in Richmond Um been coaching with the youth team for a couple of years now so stayed pretty busy with that and then this year actually um the kickers we have a uh, partnership with onyx elite which is a kind of personal training company um based out of u-turn sports um over right by the kickers office um so three times a week they had us in there from 
from November to January. Um, and it was a really, really good set of for us. Probably the first time that we've had something like that wow. um, since I've been here. Um, and it's been it's been really good um, helping us stay fit and be ready for preseason. And and that uh, Onyx isn't that run by um, former U.S. defender Goguche Onyewu? Yeah, I think he's one of the co-founders of it um, with a guy named uh, Chris Gores. Mm-hmm. Um, I he was telling us the story. I think they kind of met. I knew each other for a while, opened one up in Northern Virginia, and then opened one up here. Um, and they didn't, they went really well for themselves. Um, we actually saw Gooch. I think Gooch came up when we played Orlando a couple times last year. So mm-hmm. he was kind of checking in on things. And uh, we were able to see him while he was around town. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. I've, I've, yeah. I think I've... I've when, Dealing with um, Futsal REA, I've, I've seen him in the building over there at U-Turn every once in a while. So yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> um, the next question we had for you was, you know, you're one of a group of players that are returning from, from last year. Um, as a returning player, uh, can you think of one thing um, that you're looking to improve in your game for this season? Uh, yeah, for me... Uh, one big thing that I, I missed last year uh, it was just kind of being the final product for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that I've really prided myself on as a player over the years uh, through college um, was getting assists. Um, and last year I wasn't able to get any of those. So this year really just kind of focusing on my final product in terms of, of better crossing uh, making the decision a better decision when I do have the ball in those areas, um, and ultimately having a score for more goals because uh, that's something we definitely lacked last year. Mm-hmm. That that is very true. We were talking about that before we called you about like how the setup of the team is looking this year and everything. Um, one other thing, you play a lot on the left hand side, might as a left back or as a left wing back. Is there one position that you? truly feel like is your core position like this is where like your bread and brother is or like what is it for you um i've probably become a left back and that's kind of become my, my bread and butter um but growing up all the way to college i was uh, actually a number 10 i was a center attacking mid for a long time and then once i got to college i kind of transitioned into a left back role and then when i made my debut my pro debut under lee uh, was actually at left mid, so um, I've, I've kind of played all over for Lee. I've, I've played as a six a few times, um, but over the last year or so, I've really kind of tried to hone in on uh, being the best left back I can be. Okay. Um, I think last year for me personally was probably one of the better years defensively, um, but then again, I kind of lost um, lost the execution when I was going forward, uh, which, which I kind of pride myself in. So, um, to answer your question, probably left back at this point. Left back, okay. okay. So, this past offseason, I think it was you, and I can't remember the other person. I want to say it might have been Josh Hughes. But y'all guys went to um, get get your coaching license. How was that experience for mm-hmm. you? To, and talk to us about yeah, all but- of that. It was a really cool experience. Um, this year was the first year that MLS, USL Championship, and USL League One kind of came together with the U.S. Soccer Federation. 
um, and offered a kind of professional players only um, jump to the sea license course, mm-hmm. uh, which I think they had been talking about for years, trying to kind of figure out how they did it. So this is kind of the pilot program for them. Mm-hmm. And it was difficult timing-wise for, I think, a lot of players in the championship in MLS, especially if your team made the playoffs. Um, but by that time, um, even our final, I think, was done by the time the course started at the end of October. Um, so we there was a group of 10 of us, uh, I think two MLS players, uh, two or three championship players, and then the rest were League One players. Um, and we went out to Kansas City for five days and then came back six weeks, um, kind of did, did some coursework here with the teams that we coach, and then went back out to Kansas City in December uh, for kind of a final evaluation. So it was cool to kind of be, while still playing, be able to, one, get a license and, and kind of learn a different way to look at the game, uh, see what kind of U.S. soccer's trying to have their coaches implement in the youth, youth game. Mm-hmm. So for those who don't follow Scott or, Scotty on Instagram and whatnot, Scott, you put up a lot of pictures of you coaching. And I have to ask, like, are you more like the cop cop approach where it's like you're yelling veins are popping out are you more like Mourinho with the mastermind games are you more pep just calm cool collected but low key like cussing people out in a very calm demeanor like how are you as a coach <laughs> uh, I try to stay pretty calm especially I mean I'm coaching 10 and 12 uh, 10 to 12 year olds so I really try to not yell as much on the sideline and allow them to kind of make decisions Okay, um, and then throughout halftime and, and during the during the post and pregame kind of talk things through with them but while they're on the field uh, kind of allow them to make decisions and kind of guide them um, throughout the game so I try not to yell as much but as a pro player sometimes those competitive juices can come out <laughs> <laughs> okay understandable and my other question about that is you said that there was a bunch of USL championship MLS and USL um, League One guys did it kind of like the League One guys all stay together and stay in their own little group, or was it like everyone was kind of mixed in with each other because you guys are professional soccer players? Yeah, I think it was more of a mix. Uh, it was a really, really good group of guys. Um, the MLS guys, it wasn't like they kind of saw themselves above us because um, once you kind of get into the coaching world, we're all on the same plane. Like um, The USL League One guys actually probably had a little more um, experience coaching. Mm. Uh, mostly because our schedule one allows for it a little more I think and two it's kind of a necessity when you're playing the league to make if you want to try to make a little more money mm-hmm. uh, with, when with MLS guys they can really just focus on playing um, so that was kind of a really interesting kind of dynamic where um, the two two MLS guys were really really open um, and honest with us and, and um really connected with us I think just as professional soccer players that we've had these experiences rather than you're at this level and we're at a lower level Um, so that was a really cool thing to see okay okay so going back to your playing career um we noticed that you started off in New York Red Bulls but um you know for good for us they let you go um you did sign with Richmond but then you left to go to OCB so one it's probably like a two-part question. Um, one, what makes Richmond such a special place for you to come back after you was at Orlando CDB? 
And two, can you tell us, like, talk to us about the differences between playing for an independent team such as Richmond and playing for a two-team such as OCB? Yeah, so what makes Richmond special, I mean, first and foremost, is the connection with the community, um, whether that be coaching or how big of a fan base we have. Um, and I've seen it grow since I've been here. Um, in terms of the Red Army becoming a bigger, bigger part of the community, um, reaching out to different parts. A lot of the times in the beginning when I came here, it was really, really youth-based, but now with the new ownership, um, it seems to see, be that they're trying to kind of reach out to new new clientele and new fans to bring them into the games, which is cool to see. Um, so that's really a big part of what, what makes playing here uh, pretty special. And then in terms of differences between an independent team and um, a two-team, uh, the two-team, especially with Orlando at the time, um, they didn't really know kind of how they wanted to operate in two team. Um, if you look like around the league, um, you've got teams like North Texas, um, Red Bull, Monarchs, which have a lot, a lot of young guys. Mm-hmm. And that's their main focus, kind of building um, Sporting Kansas City 2, the same way uh, Seattle 2. They've really honed in on, on their starting lineups being like 18 to 20 year olds. Um, some are successful with it, others aren't. Um, but at the time when I was with Orlando, we had like, I think, 18 or 19 signed USL guys, uh, which didn't really leave too much room for Academy kind of getting in the lineup. And then we also brought in six or seven MLS uh, guys down on loan every week. Um, so it was an interesting experience where some weeks you'd probably think you're training well and have a good chance. And then at the time, um, the MLS team just needed some of their guys to get some fitness in. Um, so you might have not have had as much control of the situation as you wanted, but also if you were playing well, you had a really good chance to get into the first team um, because they were so connected there. So it was, it's kind of a give and take and what you're looking for in your career at the time. Um, and at the time, uh, I was hoping to get back into MLS and didn't happen. And now I'm back in Richmond and loving it. So. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, um, so this is this is more of a scenario question so which would you prefer would you rather have more assists in a season or more clean sheets um i'd probably say early on in my career i definitely would have said assists um because that gets you noticed and all this type of stuff but as i've gotten more experienced um i mean if you keep clean sheets you get you got a really good chance of getting wins so, as a defender now, especially, I I'd, I'd think I'd much rather have clean sheets because that means our team's doing a good job defending um, and giving ourselves the best chance to win. Okay. All right. So, Scotty's a honed-in defender. I like that. Yeah. I like that. He's a defender myself. <laughs> I like that. Um, so, we have a couple of listener questions for you. Um, so, the first list of question comes from RBA is Red. Uh, compare the pros and cons of playing for a two-team uh, versus playing for an independent. I think you kind of went into that, so we're kind of going to modify that. Um, mm-hmm. What made you want to go to Orlando City B when you left Richmond after your first year? Um, I think at the time was, I think I was still 22 or 23. Um, so my feeling was, um, at the time, it felt like being with a two-team 
um, given kind of where USL was at the time. Um, it seemed like the best way to try to get back into an MLS environment. Um, and early on in my career, that was kind of the goal. Um, and if that would happen again, that would be a blessing for me. Um, but really, really focused in on that early on. Um, and just so happened that didn't really work out for me, but at the time that was my thinking. And, and then once they kind of came in, interested right after the season, um, knowing I came pretty late in the season my first year, um, and didn't really have that many games under my belt, um, that was kind of my thought process of if they're interested this early, um, the interest must be real. So you live and learn with those types of things, and it was a good experience to kind of to kind of learn uh, different things about the game and different things about myself. So mm, okay, okay. Right. So our next listener question comes from the Red Army. Uh, you know your favorite friends in section O. Uh, <laughs> they want to know which new player has impressed you so far this year. Yeah, I mean. All the signs um, in their own way have been, have been really, really impressive. Um, Stanley Alves and uh, Jonathan Polanyi, especially for me, have been have been really um, stood out so far as attacking guys that, that just want to get to goal. And Stanley, especially, has a really, really keen finishing eye. Um, makes good good runs in behind as a tireless worker. Um, I think Emiliano will be a really good signing for us. He's just kind of getting used to um, the States a bit and getting comfortable with English a little more. So I think as that gets more comfortable, you'll really, really be impressed with him. Um, and like I said, that was kind of one thing last year that's, that was probably missing from our game, which is was just finishing. So I think with those attacking guys that we've brought in so far, with the core guys that we've brought back, um, I think it'll be a good combination. Okay. Nice. That. That makes me I'm more, a little more optimistic than I was before, just hearing that. <laughs> um, the, so the next question is from Jason from League One Fun. Um, he asks you if, uh, the, basically, how is the team adjusting with, the obviously, new tactics from Darren, um, a new tactical approach to the game? How is the team, especially the players that are returning, how are they adjusting to that? Yeah, I think we're adjusting well. I think um, you can still see there's some ideas from from the guys that are coming back uh, from Coach Bulo's system um, with some of the movements that we're, we're still kind of used to. Um, and Darren's are a little bit different um, in terms of the way he wants kind of wide guys to play and some of the tennis to play. So that's taking a little bit of time, but I think uh, each week and each day we're getting a little more comfortable with them. Um, and I think Darren's also getting more comfortable with us and, and what he can demand from us and what he wants. So I think from that end, um, there's definitely differences. Um, and then I think just the intensity and, and work rate as a team is going to be something fans can really, really appreciate and notice a little more this year. Is, is a big, big focus for Darren um, and something I, I like a lot. Um, with how bought into the team aspect you have to be. And if we lose the ball, everyone's getting behind it. Um, Coach Scott balls putting pressure on. We're trying to win it right back right away. So um, I think it'll be enjoyable to watch. All right. Um, Oliver Mendoza asks, so this, this kind of goes a little bit hand-in-hand hand with the uh, question before regarding um, which players impressed you. Which player do you think um, is going to have a breakout season or a big season? 
I know that's a that's a big prediction. So, yeah, <laughs> once you know, I'm big, taking big, notes right now. A lot of crash here. <laughs> Give us a hot take. <laughs> you know, just uh, throw it out there. I actually, I mean, knowing Riley Kraft from uh, my OCB days with him when he was a really, really young player, 18, 19 years old, and seeing him now, um, I think he's going to have a really strong year for us this year. Um, he's matured a lot off the field, and you could tell over the last two or three years he's really worked on his game. He's gotten stronger um, and just kind of wants to take ownership of the ball in the midfield there and make things happen. So I think he's going to have, have a good year for us. Uh, but I think this is gonna, oh, uh, could be said for a lot of guys. So, <laughs> so I'm writing down. that says Scotty Tuhati says that Riley Kraft will be sold for seventy million to highest bidder at the end of the season after winning Ballon d'Or. Got that? I'll tell you what, <laughs> if we do that, I'll be dropping man. Yes, to give me a commission. <laughs> <laughs> um. So our last list of question comes from Andrew. Uh, he wants to know, do you think the offseason moves address some of the biggest uh, problems for 2019, for example, goal scoring or late-game lapses? And despite the coaching change, how do you think the team can build off the positive performance of 2019 and veteran kickers players? Yeah, I think uh, the signings so far um, have been good in terms of bringing us a little more killer instinct up top, um, a little more bite of just wanting to go to goal. Um, so I think that'll be good, and I think that'll lead to more goals um, in a variety of ways. I think um, set plays is definitely something that I hope we can continue to build on because I think last year we were lacking a little bit um, and just trying to get service in the box with a lot of our big guys that we'll have, with Kyle, uh, hopefully get Wahab on the score sheet, Connor, uh, Ivan, whoever's kind of playing at the time. Um, and then, like I talked about before, the forward options and Maddie and Riley kind of being even more mature and Mattia, uh, those types of guys, Charles, really having another year of comfortability in Richmond and just comfort to play and, and be creative up top and go score. So I think that part um, is going to be good for us. In terms of building on 2019, um, I think, I mean, 10 clean sheets in, in a season of 28 games is almost a 30-year season kind of with clean sheets. So I think building on that, as long as we can um, get rid of the, some of the mistakes where we were just too open and giving up goals in some of the games, um, you can see that when we did keep, keep clean sheets, we were really successful. So I think that's really something to build on um, going into the season. Okay. And very last question, you, my friend, went to UVA, and there is a new signing, Devontae, uh, that went to Virginia Tech. So is there a mini rivalry between y'all? To be honest, we actually haven't talked about that at all. Really? Uh, I thought that would have been, like, the first thing that came up, like, you would have, like, rubbed the rivalry win in his face. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think, I think just because we're so far out from that now, maybe if we were both, like, just coming out of, out of college... Um, I think it might kind of lose its muscle once it's once it's out for a while. Um, but you know, if if we do beat him and beat basketball coming up soon, or um, once we play him in other sports, he's lucky that uh, he wasn't around yet when we beat him in football this year for the first time in a while. But <laughs> um, yeah, unfortunately. Uh, or I guess fortunately for us, it hasn't cost too much tension yet. 
See, now that you asked the question, Elliot, it's going to cause some tension. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> you, you know I am. I'm you know, you know Elliot has to fan the fire a little bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to do he something. To, uh, he'll, he'll definitely bring it up again. <laughs> <laughs> Well, man, um, Scotty, we just want to thank you so much for hopping on to interview with us. Um, we wish you the best success um, in the upcoming preseason game and for the rest of this year. You know, we're definitely looking for a 10 and 10 year for you, 10 assists, uh, 10 clean sheets from you. So we're wishing the best for you, man. I appreciate it, man. It was awesome talking to you guys, and I can't wait to be back out of City Stadium with you guys again. Nah, all right, right man. Well, we'll talk to you later. All right, man? All right. Have a good one, guys. A moment and say thank you to our sponsors, Roughneck Scarves, the official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get your custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. And also, if you're tired of the same old uniform and cookie cutter templates from Nike and Adidas, looking for a unique, completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday league squad, adult, or even pro team, Icarus FC can help you create the kit of your dreams at affordable prices. Let them help you design. Your new custom kit today at IcarusFC.com.